0: Turn in your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 1. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 1. For since the law has but a shadow of the good things to come, instead of the true form of these realities, it can never By the same sacrifices that are continually offered every year, make perfect those who draw near. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity that you have afforded us today to gather as your people together, brothers and sisters in Christ, your body, the church of Jesus Christ. We are members of your body. and Lord, I pray that we would go out from this place and we would be the example of Christ, to a dying world. As, as this word is presented this morning, Lord, I pray that I would step aside and that your word would be elevated, that the name of Jesus would be glorified, and Holy Spirit, would you have your perfect, perfect way in me and through me in this place today. I pray in Jesus' name, amen. amen. Anybody here a fan of 60s TV comedy? Does that does that phrase on the screen mean anything to you? What comes to your mind when you see Smart. Maxwell Smart missed it by that much? <laughs> I know that was pretty lame, but <laughs> It is traditionally held that there are 613 commandments in the Mosaic law. 613 Of those 613, 248 are positive commandments and 365 of them are considered negative commandments. The 248 positive commandments coincide with the number of bones and main organs in the human body while, as you guessed, the remaining 365 coincide. The the negative 365 commandments coincide with the number of days In the solar year. And there are other categories that the laws can be broken down into, but that's for a smarter guy for another day. It's not me. And down through the ages, the number of 613 commandments has been questioned and disagreed upon by scholars and Jewish law experts. So the 613 is more of a commonly held tradition than a strict, specific, actual number of commandments. But nonetheless, 613 commandments is an impossible list of things to keep. And I hold in my hand a copy of 613 commandments of the law. Let's go through each one of them, shall we? (laughs) And see if you measure up this morning. And you you know, the first... Dozen The first 20 of these, you know, they're pretty, they're pretty common. They're un- understandable. You know, number one, to know there is a God, sure. Not to even think that there are other gods besides him. Number three, to know that he is one. Number four, to love him. Number five, to fear him. Number six, to sanctify his name. Number seven, not to profane his name. Number eight, not to destroy objects associated with his name. Of course, these are things that we as, as God's people, we want to we wanna hold to. You know, you get down, you get down into the, the, the middle of this, of this group of commandments and you start understanding why it became impossible for people to, to keep this, keep these laws. Not to pass your children through the fire to Molech. Yeah, probably not going to happen. Not to bow down before a smooth stone. Not to be superstitious. Not to go into a trance to foresee events. Not to engage in divination or soothsaying. Not to mutter incantations. Not to attempt to contact the dead. Men must not shave half. <laughs> that's not right. Men shall not shave the hair off the sides of their head. Here's one, women must not wear men's clothing. Um, Not to benefit from an ox condemned to be stoned. Um, And there are some, let me get to some of the other, just so you know what's confined here. The courts must carry out the death penalty of stoning. The courts must carry out the death penalty of burning. The courts must carry out the death penalty of the sword. So you can see there's a lot of stuff to try to keep there. So the question is, why did God establish such such a list that was impossible to keep, yet it was required to keep for the people of Israel? Why did he do that? And so today, we'll, we'll look at the purpose of God in giving the law. How it falls short in saving us, but it shows us our sinfulness and it drives us to the saving grace of Jesus. And our text points out that the animal sacrifices that were offered year after year were unsuccessful in making us perfect. They covered sin for a season, but they could not eliminate sin, they fell short. Falling short, to fall short means to not reach a standard or to lack something. It'd be like me competing in a handyman competition. Not gonna happen. Fall way short. Or me competing in a weightlifting competition. Not gonna happen. Or the Cubs competing for a World Series. (laughs) Sorry, Troy. <laughs> the, third and fourth, the third and fourth chapters of Hebrews, chapter ten, says this: "But in these sacrifices, there is a reminder of sins every year. For it is impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. Animal sacrifices, animal sacrifices, were used to cover." sins for a time, but they cannot, they could not make us perfect by eliminating sin. So sin continues to exist, and the curse of sin continues to keep God unattainable for man. A band-aid might cover a sore, but you need the right medicine to heal it. The blood of Jesus is the only medicine to cure the curse of sin. The law or trying to live according to the law cannot save us. It is an impossible, unrealistic expectation. The law or trying to live according to it, it cannot be done. The Bible says that the law was simply a shadow of what was to come. It is not the very image. It's not the exact likeness, but it is a weak copy of the good things to come, Only one lived up to its impossible standards. And obviously the the good thing that happened is that Jesus came and he paid the ultimate penalty for our sins. So now our sins are not simply covered but they are forgiven, completely done away with as far as, as the east is from the west so far as he removed our sins from us. Praise God. And now we are made perfect We are made perfect. You and I, you and I are made perfect because of Jesus. We stand perfect. We stand clean. But still the law must be fulfilled by someone. Somebody has got to fulfill the law. And the law that must be fulfilled has been fulfilled by Jesus Christ. And verses 9 and 10 of that same chapter, chapter 10 says, He does away with the first in order to establish the second. And by that, we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. Let me read that again. He does away with the first, the the law. He does away with the first in order to establish the second, the blood of Jesus. And by that, we will have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. John 1.17 says, for the law came through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. God abolished the Old Testament method of sacrificing animals for sins. Why? Because it missed it by that much. It fell short. So what purpose does the law serve today? Listen, listen closely to this. This is an evangelistic message for somebody here that is lost, for somebody that has tried to live their lives according to the good deeds or trying to live their lives by the the law that thinks that they think that they can live it out. For them that reject Jesus, listen to this. If you're, if you're here this morning and you reject Jesus, if you say the blood of Jesus for me was not enough, it doesn't do it for me, then these 613 laws, it is your standard. When you stand before God rejecting Jesus, he will say, I don't... I don't see the blood of Jesus. So now you must be perfect in word, in deed and in thought. Your life must have been perfect. So let's let's line it up here. Let's see what you've done. And he will get out the law. And we all know that there has only been one. There has only been one that has been perfect. The one Jesus Christ. The completed work of Jesus on the cross. Is enough. But if you reject him today, then the law is still your standard, and you cannot fail in any one of the pieces of the law. And if you fail in one, you fail in all of them. Yes. And thanks to Adam and Eve, no one has ever been perfect according to the law except Jesus. Mm-hmm. To die apart from Jesus with the law as your standard means that you will be judged according to the law. Don't be caught dead without Jesus but we who are hidden in Christ Jesus because of the free gift of salvation we will be judged but we will be judged not according to our own righteousness we will be judged not according to the things that we have done wrong because of his free gift of salvation we'll be judged by the finished work of God's perfect son, Jesus. The Bible says that it is appointed unto man once to die and then comes to judgment. And in that instance, when I stand before God as my judge, he will not see Brian Fuller. He will see his son, Jesus. And he will know that, that I received that free gift to salvation. And even though I wake up every morning and I sin before my feet hit the floor, I praise God that my sins are covered and that my sins are forgiven and that I won't even attempt to keep a list of things that are completely unattainable. But the free gift of God, the salvation through the shed blood of Christ Jesus is mine. It's yours. It's yours for the receiving because it is offered The free gift of salvation through Jesus Christ is offered. So then what purpose does the law serve for us today? The law exists. Listen. The law exists so that we can see our sinfulness. The perfect standard that God lifted up Because of it, we can see that we are sinful. It shows us that we are not perfect, that perfection is unattainable. Here's the standard. Specifically, here's the standard you stink. Bible says that our own our own righteousness, our own works, anything that we think that we can do to earn salvation is filthiness. It's as dirty rags in the eyes of in the eyes of God. Romans three, verse twenty says, By the law is the knowledge of sin. The law is like a, a, a mirror. It's like a mirror. Or a loving wife. If I have dirt on my face, the mirror is going to show me that I have, or my wife is going to show me that I have dirt on my face. And because I know that the dirt does not belong on my face, I reach for what I know can clean my face. And it's not the mirror. Come on, clean it, clean it, clean it, clean it. Make me righteous, make me righteous, make me righteous. The mirror shows that I am dirty. And so I do what is necessary to clean my face. So I reach for soap and water to clean me up. I don't expect a mirror to do that for me, it just reveals that my face is in need, need of cleaning. The law shows that I'm a sinner. The law can't forgive my sins. The law can't cleanse me. I have to have the blood of Jesus to take away my sins. And according to Romans 3.19, we read that through the law, the whole world is guilty before God. You and I, apart from Jesus, apart from Jesus, we are guilty. There's no hope. There's no hope in keeping The list. According to the law, guilty. Because of Jesus, innocent, righteous, justified, acquitted, forgiven because of Jesus. Yet it wasn't the mission of Jesus to destroy the law. According to Jesus, the law is necessary. The law is God's standard. In Matthew 5... Verses 17 and 18, Jesus said, do not think that I have come to abolish the law or prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. He has fulfilled the law for you and me. So no longer do we have to look at the do's and don'ts because Jesus fulfilled that for us. Jesus said, I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly, I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not an iota, not a dot will pass away from the law until all is accomplished. Well, it is all accomplished through Jesus Christ. Today, the law, it still serves to remind us of our sinfulness. As we are reminded through the law of our imperfection and our sinfulness, the Holy Spirit Draws us, the Holy Spirit draws us as we see our imperfections. He draws us into eternal relationship with the one who gave his life for us so that our sins could be washed away forever. According to Romans 8.3, Jesus did what the law could not do and that is cleanse us from sin. Romans 10.4, for Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. In in John 6, 44, Jesus said, no one can come to me unless the one who sent me draws him. God uses the law to show us our helplessness in order to draw us to him, that we might experience the grace that says, because of the blood of Jesus, you are accepted. Because of the grace of God, the blood of Jesus accepts us, and what is grace? Anybody have a definition of grace? What, what's that? God's riches in Christ accepts. What's that? An acronym? Is that what they call that? An, an acrostic? Yeah, something like that. Anything else? Undeserved favor. Getting what we don't deserve. Amen. We don't deserve forgiveness. What we do de- we don't deserve an intimate relationship with, with a holy God. What do we deserve? We deserve hell. We, de- we deserve eternal punishment because we fell short. Yes. We deserve to be eternally and forever punished for the things that we have done that are an abomination to God. Each one of us, every single one, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We deserve hell, but grace. Grace overlooks our sinfulness and extends to us the full riches of God if we say yes to Jesus. Romans 8, two says the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death. Praise God. Praise God. The theme of the book of Hebrews is that there is something better than the law offered to us. A better forgiveness, a better rest, a better righteousness, a better salvation, a better high priest, a better covenant, a better sacrifice. All found in Jesus alone. This morning, apart from Jesus, you're bound by the law. So you must be perfect. You need to be set free. You need forgiveness from a life of sin. You need to be born again. Jesus came and in his, in his perfection, he fulfilled the law for us. He fulfilled the requirement that fell to you and me. He died on the cross, a death that was reserved for you and me. He took our place. Through his obedience and death to pay for our sins and his victorious resurrection. Listen to this. Because of his death, burial, and resurrection, God's wrath against sin is satisfied because sin must be punished. God and sin cannot dwell together. When Jesus became sin for you and me on the cross, he became sin. Jesus hanging there on the cross because all of sin for all of eternity from all of mankind was placed upon Jesus. At that moment in time, he became sin for you and me and at that time father god turned his back he turned his back on his only son because he became sin and he can't look upon sin so now today when we say yes to jesus when we realize that we have sinned and fallen short of god's glory God no longer sees us as, as imperfect and fallen short. He sees the blood of Jesus applied to us, covered completely, sins eliminated, yes. kept and sealed for that, for that great day. He offers us the forgiveness and freedom from the wages of sin. The Bible says that the wages of sin is death. What we earn is death. Death. And complete salvation is found in Jesus Christ alone. In Acts chapter two, Peter quotes the prophet Joel saying, all who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. This morning, if you've realized that you're lost and you're guilty before an almighty God, the almighty God, come this morning and be set free. Let's pray. Dear God, we come to you today. And Lord, I pray that through this attempt this morning that your word has been communicated and the realization that we are lost without you, Lord, has come to the forefront. That apart from you, there is no hope. Apart from you, there is no life. Apart from you, there is no forgiveness. Apart from you, there is the impossible task of living according to THE LAW THAT NO ONE IN HISTORY EXCEPT FOR JESUS HAS LIVED UP TO. HOLY SPIRIT, WE TRUST YOU TO DEAL WITH THE HEARTS OF MEN AND BOYS AND GIRLS AND WOMEN. DEAL WITH THE HEARTS OF THOSE THIS MORNING WHO ARE LOST, WHO KNOW THEY ARE LOST AND NEED TO MAKE THINGS RIGHT. with a holy God. The Lord have your way this morning, and may we be obedient to what you would have us to do. Pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Take my life. Take
1: all of Take everything, it's all for you Take my dreams, take all my fears, take everything Oh, cool. Everything, it's all for you. Take my dreams, take all my fears, take everything.